Hey, it's MLS, guys. What is going on? Why? Why do you guys still take MLS serious? To see all the theatrics, like from a purist perspective, Test cricket is boring. Boring. But I think more than anything, I don't think they really are. Um, destroying or damaging, they're just disrupting the market, and sometimes you need something like that. Sure. Yeah, and I mean, I mean, the coach also did mention that when it came to transitions, they really did struggle. But also, the one thing that we lack um, as South Africans, I guess, is height, and mm. you know, there were many aerial balls, and they struggle with that department. So, and it's, there's nothing we can do when it comes to. But play to your strengths. Mm. Play the ball on the ground. Yeah. Don't don't do aerial balls. Yeah. Yes. Make some noise right now. Enter. Podcasting Chill Network in association with Grandio presents the Road to 1 Million Subscribers event on the 30th of July 2023 at Sunbet Arena in Pretoria. Lineup includes Cubs of the Small, Makazi, Musa Keys, Pop Pops, Celestin Dooley, Eugene Koza, and Robert Boy. This fun-filled event will include comedy. Music performances as well as a live audience conversation with Mac G, Solpen Duka, and the Ghost Lady. Tickets are now available on cricket from 295 Reds. Doors open at 6pm, food and drinks sold at the venue. Come and join a milestone celebration of black excellence with Podcast and Chill Network. Is this, nice is this the 15th episode? I think yeah. so. Is it the 15th episode? It is the 15th episode. Jeepers. And the only person who's been here every single episode is the one that nobody knows who he is, how he looks, nothing. I yeah. can describe him. The ghost gentleman. He's short. Well, and am I that short? No, he's still oh, dark and handsome. Yeah, no. We'll, I would go, s- we'll go with Tepe's description. Oh, I wow. would say he's about of average height. And average complexion and average build. That's not a description. It, it is. It's exactly <laughs> ballpark. because ballers are going to figure that out based on that one. Some Speaking of. Speculating, actually. Are they? Mm. But nah. me, I'm not going to say anything. I don't know him, this guy. This guy doesn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know him. Well, who I do know is, of course, welcome to the show. Ballers, we love you. Thank you. Welcome to another episode of Onside ZA. Uh, of course, welcome Super Sub, who we're talking about. Welcome to the show. Len Moleko, welcome as always. Thank, thank you for thank joining you. us. And Tepi Worldwide, welcome back, Tepi. Thank welcome you. back, Tepi. Well done on the first episode. Thank you so much for thank joining you, us again. Thank you, guys. Thank I'm you so much for having back. me. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Why? Well, I'm scared. Those three are insane. I want to be a part of them. <laughs> <laughs> so they talk nonsense all the time. No, 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 hit and run. Yeah. <laughs> well, we, See, he's already started. I, 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 I don't even, I don't even want to entertain you guys. Please today, please don't be a please. please. We got two last week. Two good ones. I went to church yesterday. Guys. Hey, please. well done. Oh, well done on you. Good for you. Okay, I'm lying. But it sounded nice. So to start off with, I don't want to be boring and start off with Kylian Mbappe. Mm. Yeah. So let's start off with Premier League legend. One of the greatest of all time, in my opinion, David Silva retires from football after an ACL injury. ACL is actually claiming a couple of scalps. eh? It always has. Manyama also was ACL, right? If I'm not mistaken. Mm. 
and depending on what point in your career mm-hmm. is it worth fixing an ACL. So when you're quite late on in the career, ACL injury is not worth repairing because the recovery period is too long. True. Gareth Bale had an ACL injury that kept him out for nine to ten months as well. Mm-hmm. He just wanted to play golf. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but even so, I mean, an ACL is, you know, detrimental to one's career, especially, you know, at an advanced stage. And he's not very young. I mean, he's, what, 37 now? Yeah, I know. So, yeah, he is. So, Probably unfortunately. anyway. Yeah, he was oh, gone. In fact, yeah, yeah, no, but the story was that, uh, yes, his season was ending. I mean, his, it was his final season um, as sociodad, right? And, um, you know, the plan was for him to really just retire but you know, God has his time also. So unfortunately, he might not be able to finish off strongly. But I mean, he's had a beautiful career, man. He's done very well for himself. So it sucks. But I mean, you know. He's got a World Cup, right? He was part, was he part, he of, was the part of the Spain side, I think. 2010 squad. That we're um, going to have to fact check. 2006 Spain national football team. I'm not sure if it's the World Cup, but. No, 2010. He should have been there Spain when Spain won. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was. It's at so- FNB Stadium. He was there. At home. Shit. It was called Soccer City at the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because FIFA don't want FNB to gain the naming any rights. popularity yeah. for no reason. Um, was it? But FNB was a sponsor of the World Cup, though. I know. And they weren't allowed to be a name sponsor of the stadium in the final mm. just because FIFA were like, uh uh-uh. Mm-hmm. It's cool. yeah, I remember there was that dispute Even prior to the World Cup I thought that was very unfair on FNB I think it was unfair Because I mean that stadium is known as FNB I mean Soccer City Yeah just, he was part of the just, 2010 squad It's just a there now thing FNB Yes he was part of the 2010 squad With the Cesc Fabregas of this world Sergio Ramos Iniesta, Carles Puyo, Pedro I remember Jesus Villa Navas. very well ne? Number but, 7 Yes remember, remember, remember We always used to make jokes about Um Jesus Navas, because mm. he always tucked his shirt in. Tucked in. <laughs> <laughs> but that was a very good squad, though. Um, mm. David Silva had a very fruitful career, uh, winning the World Cup, won a couple of league titles with Manchester uh, City. With Man City. Yep. Um, didn't say, manage to get a Champions League. He, didn't, yeah. he wasn't there for long enough. But mm. I think that he was as important a player as anyone else in that side, including Sergio Aguero. For me, I think it was as important. And Yaya Torre. And yeah, you can throw in Yaya Torre there as well. I think so as well. And Jesus Navas as well. No, no, no. Nah, no, Chief, no, you're no, pushing no, it. No, 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 no. <laughs> maybe it will be, maybe it will be important for us now. You're pushing it. Good player, but not as important. Yeah. Okay, who have been the swing, the, the swing makers for City in this era of them and their dominance and winning league titles. Kevin De Bruyne. Kevin De Bruyne. Obviously, yes. David Silva. Sergio Aguero. Yaya Torre. Vincent uh, Fernandino. Fernandino. Yeah, it's been... That's a stretch as well, I think. Yeah, but he's been... I, okay. He's been he's consistent. Been, Joe Hart. Yes, no. Maybe, perhaps. Nah. From a leadership standpoint in the early seasons and a pretty good goalkeeper, Yes. Yes. Okay. But since the Pep era, when they've probably been the most successful, obviously he's not been involved. He played one season under Pep. Yeah. But he was not a sweeper keeper. That's why Pep got rid of him. Yeah. Yeah. Which brings us to Andre Onana. The deal is finally done. Congratulations, congratulations to you. him. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. No, no, we're Congrats. congratulating Marco. Yeah, well. Because it was scary for a, for a second yeah. there. David yeah. De Gea gone. Are we going to have Tom Heaton in goal? <laughs> Although he played very well against Arsenal. Precision. We spoke about. It means this. nothing. We, we spoke, spoke about. Yeah, we spoke. About I, this. I don't want to 
yeah, spare don't, you don't, blushes. Don't, don't ruin the moment. Like I've, I was the one let, saying let preseason friendlies mean nothing. Yeah. And if you weren't sitting here, I don't know if I'd even bring it up. <laughs> but it's embarrassing. There's two things that I found embarrassing about that game. Number one was that after 90 minutes, Man United won the game. And then for some reason in America, all logic goes out the window. So they have a penalty shootout as well. Hey, it's MLS, guys. What is going on? Why? Yeah, why? Why do you guys still take MLS serious? Did you see all the theatrics. Like there's, there's that, um, that there was a... And people were making fun of uh, of Kai Havertz, right? Mm-hmm. With the with that ball thing, imagining like all sorts of theatrics before the game. It's like, guys, can we just play ninety minutes and? But it is America. I mean, we saw so many celebrities also, um, even with the the Messi match, and everyone was there. It's really about the aesthetics. It's the US, you know, for crying out loud. Yeah, I don't think Hollywood. That looks serious, that's, how, that's what they Every do. day they just prove me right yeah. on on my stance. Yeah. Like, so yeah, no. that was embarrassing. And then the next most embarrassing thing, which is less embarrassing than that, I think, was Arsenal's defending because that was poor. Mm. Are we still trying to? It's preseason. It means yeah. nothing. But it, it but was. Timber's a good signing, though. I think so. I think uh, first of all, I thought Saka connect. Um, he he played quite well with that current rotation of the squad. Obviously, him and Odegaard have a relationship already, and and that pairing. Looked pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just looking at Kai Havertz in an Arsenal shirt actually looks very good. Looks a good signing. And I think it brings a lot of depth to what was already a good side. Yeah, I think if you look at the, the Arsenal squad, I mean, from the back, uh, uh, injury-free Saliba is like a new signing. Yeah, no, because he's the reason why we actually... His injury, not him, his injury. Yes, his injury got us to I blew it. Yeah, no. Yes. Um, <laughs> well, you are used to that. Nothing new. It's just I blew it season maybe six, seven. <laughs> no, it's season two. Because remember we blew it um, the season Leicester won the title. Yeah. Because mm. at some point we were there and there about looking like the business. But aging squad, not really... Any solid players. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, we had Denny Welbeck as our strike, as our primary striker. Hey man, Denny. You know, and this past season, but again, this past season, I think Arsenal really exceeded expectations. I don't think they actually even thought they would get to where they got to. No, no, I agree. I agree. Now let's leave Arsenal alone, guys. <laughs> we'll see this coming season. Yeah, but I mean, once again, we're going to talk about how, you know, the pre-seasons are a bit of an indicator of where they stand and also where they need to start making, you know, improvements and bolster their squad. I mean, a 2-0 loss. I mean, yes, we don't care. It's pre-season, but, you know, it's a slight indicator. Yes, no? That's why I was asking, do results really matter? Mm. No, they mean nothing. Because I remember Man United giving Real Madrid and PSG and Barcelona and whoever in preseason's opening five games. They won all of those preseason games and then went to, I can't remember what the first game of the season was that season and lost Mm. the opening match of the season. So uh, preseason results mean nothing. Uh, seeing a manager's plan work out and seeing maybe some chemistry in players yeah, and players, seeing yeah. young players emerge and mm-hmm. getting players fit and stuff, that means something to me. But I think results mean 
less than nothing. So if you're a Chiefs fan, you shouldn't be worried. About younger. Because they've, they they've not won, I mean, in two preseason matches. So. so if you're a Pirates fan, you should also not read too much into, into playing it, yeah. you know, against uh, Las Palmas. Does right? it not mm. matter also who your opponent is? Yeah, I suppose in a way. But I mean, Sundowns will be happy to have traveled to the Netherlands and beaten go-ahead Eagles, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is not like playing Ajax or Fire Nerd or FC20. Or PSV. Or PSV. They, they beat go-ahead Eagles 1-0 in a friendly match in the Netherlands. And I think they'll be happy with that little confidence booster, mm-hmm. you know, a preseason match, 90 minutes under the belt in the summer weather. But from that perspective, right, then it begs the question in that you are Pirates, you're playing in Spain. I think we spoke about this last week. Yeah, yeah. You're playing in Spain, you are Sundowns, you're playing in the Netherlands. Should you not rather do what Chiefs is doing and measure yourself up against the continent because... That is where you're going to be performing. I agree. Um, especially when it comes to London Pirates and Mamelodi Sundowns, considering also that they are going to be part of CAF. Yes. So they should be really wanting to see exactly, you know, what the terrain is and who mm. they're really going up, up against. And you know how tough our fellow African brothers are. So I think it would be in their be- it would have been in their best interest to but, somehow just find a match. Commercial interests. There we go. Oh, there's also that. But also... Your Mamelodi Sundowns, you played all the way to the semifinals. You've had a fair share last season. Change of scenery, you know what I mean? I like that, actually. I I actually do like that for Sundowns. I think Sundowns can go have a preseason anyway because they're a confident side, a very good side. Mm -hmm. You don't see much improvement level. The, The last few percentile of improvement on anything especially in sports, is the most difficult. It's mm. If you're playing at 60%, it's easy to get 10% and get to 70%. But if you're playing at 85%, it's hard to get that at extra 15. 10% for yeah. the 90 Every yeah. percent is harder and harder to gain in terms of improvement. Truth. Mm. Truth. So maybe that's where you really have to open your horizons a bit more. We've been playing in Africa. Mm. We've been doing this. Maybe we need to open our eyes to mm-hmm. the tactical style of play from the Netherlands, yeah. which is my favorite of all of the leagues for tactical nuance and change. Hmm. You always see it coming out of Ajax where you see three at the back, five at the back. Hmm. All of these changes starts with a good Ajax side. Ajax becomes successful. Then those styles are picked at and taken by other teams around Hmm. European football. I think they always mm, and try something different. I think that's why we different. also then export some of our players. I remember um, AX Cape Town used to do that when they were still, um, you know, merged with AM, yeah, with Ajax, because yeah. it was naturally mm. them coming together. Stephen Pina is overseas. from Ajax as well, yes, right? Mm. Yes. Benny McCarthy was at Ajax. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you look at some of the top talent, well, who did Firenote had a. a Strategic partnership with Supersport as well. I th- yes, 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 yes. Okay. Yeah. So they they used the Dutch league has had a very good relationship with the South African leagues at uh, academy, uh, academy level mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for a long time. They had that for many years. Mm-hmm. So I found that interesting, and I think it might have been a good move on Sundown's part, uh, and maybe Pirates' part was the one that was more commercial, commercial interest because. Was Adidas involved in getting pirates to go? I had that somewhere, you know. Yeah, but, but you did that last week, remember? Yeah. That Adidas is the reason why Orlando Pirates went to Spain. 
we're going to get murdered in the comments. You guys are guessing again. (laughs) We are guessing. We're sorry. We don't know. Hadi, hadi, hadi. But the other interesting thing is, uh, as you speak about Ajax, actually, do you realize that the Ajax team of, the one that beat Real Madrid in the Champions League, um, I think it was 2018 or 2019. I can't remember correctly. Yes, I remember that one. Yabo Mvano Alinko. Yabo. Bodiyong. Yeah, this boy Alinko, Chelsea now. Oh, well. Who? Uh, the Moroccan. Um, yes, yes, yes. I think he was part of the team as yep. well. Uh, Eric Ten Hag was the coach, actually, yeah. of that team. Mm. And that whole squad. I think 90% of them are not at Ajax anymore. Mm. Um, Frankie de Jong is obviously now gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, who's the other one? Um, 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 the name is... The name is... De Ligt. There we go, yes. He's at uh, Bayern now. He's at Bayern now. Is he not at Bayern now? Was he not at... He was at Juventus initially. Juventus, yes. Yes. But is he not uh, been transferred to Bayern? Matthias de Ligt. Please fact check for me. He is at Bayern. You are right. Thank you. Okay. Before they have you. Before they have me. <laughs> <laughs> now, we're gonna, now we're going to talk and, and fact check. Talk and fact check. Nice. I mean, come on, guys. We are human. So, so sorry in advance. If something is incorrect, we really are trying to make sure that we fact check. But some things might just, you know, fall Sleep. into the no, no, Yeah. But no. otherwise, um, I mean, if you look at uh, what's happening with preseason now, uh, it, it doesn't look like it's... There was a time preseason had that thing. Okay, let's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. And now it just seems like yeah. Okay. Yeah, I know. There's not like I was saying the other time that there's not much out there in the market to buy. You know, I think a lot of talent. I mean, are sitting pretty in their teams. You know, there's... are we talking transfers or are we talking preseason? You're talking preseason. Ah, oh, okay. Yeah. Look, I mean. But let's go to transfers because we just said we don't care about preseason anymore. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. I also don't care about preseason yeah, anymore. No. I'm not going to subscribe to MUTV to watch the games live. No. Don't care. <laughs> it's fine. It's we'll, fine. We'll wait for the 12th. Wait, where are the fixtures? I was looking at them just now. We'll wait for the 12th for the season to start. The 12th that... and the 4th. Or the 11th, count. actually. The, for count. what? The, 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 the start Community of the Shield. Community Shield, is it, is, is it good measure? Yes. From, a, from a game perspective. I think Community Shield is the first like competitive game. I, I think, think they take it seriously. I think there's two markers. First of all, yes, I think it's the first competitive game. But it is more the last preseason game than it is the first competitive game. And the reason I say that is the number of substitutions you're allowed in that game tells you it's a preseason game. Because mm-hmm. if a- it was an actual competitive game, you were, you'd be allowed five subs. Yeah, for sure. But it's not... It's still preseason. Then it's way. still preseason. It, it goes it back is. to, at the end of the season, do you go there? It's like, yeah, we won the community shield. This is a trophy. It depends. It, it depends. For something, like, for example, Arsenal. If they win the community shield now. They'll be happy. And then go the rest of the season without any titles. You will come to the end of the season and be like, we finished top four. So we got the top four trophy. And... We got our Community Shield trophy and you'll brag about it. Manchester City, on the other hand, won't remind you about Community Shield. They won't mention it. They won't bring it up. Even if they don't win anything next season, which is a possibility. Of course it is. It's possible. This is the most competitive league. I think it's a possibility that they win nothing next season. Yes. If it's possible, it's unlikely, 
they will win something, I believe. But what if the something is only Community Shield? Or cities? Are City fans going to walk around and be like, yeah, but we won Community Shield this season? They'll probably say because they won it last season as well. So they'll probably then say... But they didn't say we won the quadruple this this year. Yeah. So wait. They won the treble. Do you you go around... We didn't win it last year. We lost it to Liverpool. No, no, no. I'm asking, do you go around and do like an open bus for like Carabao Cup? I think we have spoken about this before. Yeah, I know. We're on Champions League. We're on Champions League level, Chief. So what's worthy to have an open bus for? League title. League title. League title. And Champions Champions League. League, FA Cup. Uh, FA Cup. Yo, it's difficult to win FA Cup. Let's be honest. FA Cup is the oldest competition in the history of football. It's It's very competitive. It's the main domestic trophy in England. Playing against Ipswich Town. How long do Ipswich Town in the FA Cup? It's like you're playing against obscure teams. It's like... It's... I think it started like. Are you talking season. about it like it's the Johnson's Pain Trophy? Like, it's it's who goes around on some like oh yeah we won the FA Cup. I know Arsenal won it record time. <laughs> <laughs> Arsenal fans, oh. we've answered you. Arsenal fans, those are the ones who talk about <laughs> FA Cup the most. <laughs> My man, you walked right through to that one. But I'm just saying, like it's it's like I think for me, league and Champions League are like the worthy ones, of course. The, it's, the order of importance is Champions League. Mm-hmm. It's the most important thing you can win. Yeah, mm-hmm. on club level, yeah. Yeah, World Cup probably for players. Mm-hmm. Then a Champions League. Mm-hmm. Then an English Premier League. Then maybe other domestic league titles from the rest of Europe: Serie A, La Liga. Mm. Uh, Liga uh, yes. Bundas, everyone. Yeah. The yeah. ones that are won by the same team, team every season. season. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But then is the is the stature of European football now seeming to be not so attractive anymore because you've got a player who's never won a Champions League. They're like, yo, uh, for 300 mil, I'm Audi to Saudi. Okay. Let's go to it. You want to talk about it. Kylian Mbappe was offered uh, rumored for him in wages between 200 million and 700 million euros per year to play in Saudi league after a world record bid was accepted by PSG for his services of 300 million euros a purchase fee for the rights to have Kylian Mbappe in your team who is believed to have already agreed personal terms with Real Madrid who spent their budget now on Jude Bellingham and are expecting to get Mbappe for free next season, who is rumoured as well to be prepared to sit on the bench all year for PSG so as to get the move to Real Madrid. Um, but Which you is know, in his right. Yeah, it is within his rights. But remember that, um, you know, I read an article and the chairman or the management, I guess, of um, PSG were going on about how you know, they have had a relationship with him and they keep on talking about how they have developed him, they've assisted him, you know, in his career. And it's only right that he keeps his side of the bargain. So I think they are also kind of trying to, they're trying to, you know, have his back, you know, towards a corner so that Mm. he does not really make that decision. Um, Them excluding him already, you know, is an indication that there is some type of drama. Um, I think that, 
he might want to go to Saudi because I know that PSG is not going to just let him go for free. So they'd rather sell him to Saudi and he might have that one year contract, whatever the case is, and then be able to then go straight to Real. Well, there's no way that they're going to sign a one-year contract mm. for a player that they're paying 300 million euros yes. for. Yeah. That's the thing. They're going to want mm. him for longer. So, yeah. And also, he has to agree to those terms. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I if think he says no to Saudi, mm. PSG are effed up. But who, but who owns Mbappe? Well, Kylian Mbappe owns himself. Well, Let's put it this yes. way. Yeah. But who owns the rights for him to be a pro footballer for them in their club is PSG. Yep. PSG... So PSG is, are the ones he, who can sell it. Yes. PSG, you have to pay PSG to settle and cancel his contract before he's allowed to play professional football for another football team. He, PSG have to accept his and contract he has, has no... Bu- yes. His contract has no buyout clause. But him as a player, he also has to accept the contract that is offered to him by another squad. So if he doesn't want to go to Saudi... He's still contractually obligated to play for PSG. But if they don't want him to play, then he sits bench all year or whatever. I think I think, I think Mbappe is on a pole position here. He's well, got them by the scrotum. I think does he that, wow. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, he, he does. Mm. He does because he's the power is in his hands. Does he want to go and make hundreds of millions in Saudi league like PSG want him to, mm-hmm. which is, I think, the most clear factor you've ever seen in your life of financial fair play rules pinching the people at the top, which is what it's supposed to have been doing. This is why financial fair play was brought in, was to close the gap in uh, world football because teams were getting bought out by wealthy individuals and then there was just spending money freely and ruining the ability for other teams to compete with them. So PSG now want to sell the best player in the world instead of keep him. For me, best player in the world right now mm-hmm. or the most important one to get, right? They want to get rid of him because they don't want to lose him for free next season. That's it's it. too much of a financial loss. Yep. They won't be able to replace him unless they get money for him. That's the only way they can replace him. So is the, do you think that the, the Mbappe deal, because clearly by the looks of it, PSG want to cash out. Yes, because he won't sign a new contract. Right. We should, we should, in my view, they should have done last season. They should have sold him last season already. Yeah, to but who? I think they also... Real Madrid somehow. came in looking for him like, like, and they didn't accept the... They weren't going to accept an offer from Real Madrid. But now that he's in his last year of contract, they will accept an offer. But the Saudis have thrown the offer value all the way out. So if Real Madrid come in with maybe... Maybe Real Madrid have 80 million available. Maybe Real Madrid have 80 million euros available. PSG have accepted 300 million euros from Saudi League. Yeah. They're not going to accept 80 million for Kylian Mbappe. But is any player in world football worth more than 80 million in their last year of contract? I think Man United overpaid for Mason Mount, who was in the last year of his contract. You could have left him at Chelsea for one year, get him for free the next season. Yeah. But then you've got a city that can jump in and hijack the there. deal or a Spurs that can come in and there. hijack the deal. And, and so it's, are we in a buyer's market or a seller's market currently? Seller's market. Yeah, well, Chelsea, for unless, example. Unless you're a top, top club, actually, because it seems like Man United are suffering to get any decent value for pretty good players. Uh, mm-hmm. We've got Ilanga who's just about to join Nottingham Forest. 
for 15 million euros. It's a buyer's market. You know, yeah. Because, I mean, if we look at the deals that have gone through now, right? Onana was how much? Big money, 58 million euros. Just under 60? Yeah. yeah. Um, Testic was over 100. Yeah. But the British tax. Yeah. Um, Mason Mount. Big money, uh, 65 million. Kai Havertz was, million. how much was Kai Havertz? Sure, it was Kai. about 70 something, 70 something if I'm not mistaken. Kai Havertz. Kai Havertz. Uh, and uh, yeah, so, but then you're looking at other signings where we, we're talking about uh, last week, we brought it up and you brought this up actually okay, to me. Before 70 million. We, 70 million for Yeah, Kai that's the asking price. So then, then the prices are really, really up, up there, you know. Yeah. The prices are high. And I think Saudi League has thrown the prices out. Mm. Their, their readiness to buy players for whatever money has thrown out the value of players. Because mm, Chelsea ch- got chunk of their money from Saudi. Yeah. Yes. They sold half of their squad to Saudi. Sorry to cut you there, Marcus, sorry. No problem. No, yeah. I agree with you. Mm. And I think that's the thing is that the Saudi league has maybe thrown the prices out a little bit. There's no financial fair play regulations really for them. No. I don't think they're going to suffer anything there. True. Um, and I just, I just want to bring up that we've seen quite a few of these this season where one transfer leads to a chain of other transfers, mm. where we're seeing players like Alan Saint-Maximin mm. joining the Saudi League. So, yep. yeah. That is interesting. And then Newcastle are able to replace him with Harvey uh, Barnes? Yes, Barnes. Yeah. From, from Leicester. From Leicester. Yes. Mm. So you, you're seeing a lot of that. And but wasn't we, he free? Ooh. Harvey Barnes. No, no, no. There was a transfer fee, I believe. Let's remember, see. Leicester got relegated. Yes. So, mm. And usually, this. remember, we, we did speak about clauses where when a team gets relegated, obviously, then the players get becomes free agent. It was 39. He was not free. He was Is on it? a five-year deal. There you go. Yeah. Is it Tillemans who was free? Oh, oh. Yeah, it's Tillemans to... Um, According to, to Villa. Didn't he, mm. Yes, um, he's had finished his contract. Remember, he was on loan... Let's see. According to Fabrizio Romano, yeah. Leicester will receive 38 or 39 million pounds for mm-hmm. deals set to be signed. St. Maximan moves to Al Akli. But Harvey Barnes. Speaking about like movements and transfers, right? One team that's. Yeah, it was a free transfer for. For, for Yuri Tillemans. Um, yes. Yes. One team that's doing their business very, very quietly behind the background. Watch out for Villa next season. Yeah, we've been talking about Villa. Good side and and good looking manager. at good players. Mm. And can I tell you who we were talking about players being very expensive at the moment? Mm-hmm. You know who is an absolute bargain buy is Ulisse from Crystal Palace. He has a buyout clause of 35 million. Wow. Yeah, 35, it's a bargain in this current transfer. No, in this market, mm. yeah. absolutely. Where you've got a Mason Mount who cost as much as a Declan. Did you ever think Declan Rice last season, would you ever have valued him at 100? Yeah, look, I mean, Declan Rice, yeah, no, that 80, yes. So, so Michael Olise, he's this is another one of those transfers that may lead to a few things. Manchester City and Chelsea both interested in Michael Olise. Buyout clause is cheap. 
definitely going to go. Crystal Palace aren't going to be able to hold on to him. They've already lost Wilfred Zaha, yeah. who has just joined Galatasaray on a mm-hmm. free. Saw that. So yeah. he's off to Turkey. Good move for him. I think. I think Galatasaray Champions I, League. Icardi Zaha Champions League got I, a chance I, I, to to show something. I think Wilfred Zaha. Uh, Minus what he did with Alex's daughter, um, oh, rumored to have. What? <laughs> <laughs> Let's hear the scoop. Wait, why did he leave Man United? Hey, okay, because. Let <laughs> <laughs> <I can> me explain. <laughs> That's what I heard. I could be wrong. Okay, Len. But he left Man United after Sir Alex left. He was Sir Alex's last signing and he left during the David Moyes era. He actually played under David oh, sorry, Moyes. Oh, sorry, it was not Alex's daughter. Sorry, it was Moyes' Moyes daughter. daughter. Yes, no. sorry, sorry. Not Alex. It was David Moyes. Hey, rumor has it. So do you guys think that once again, I'm going to pose the same question. The potential move of Kylian Mbappe, is that also going to have a bit of a snowball domino effect on everything else that's happening? At very least, a small effect. So if Mbappe leaves, now there will obviously be funds for PSG Mm -hmm. to attract the targets that they've Mm -hmm. been looking at. Now, one of the affordable targets of a top-level attacker that they've been looking at is something we brought up is the Dusan Vlahovic Mm -hmm. from Juventus. Mm -hmm. Affordable deal, which will then allow Romelu Lukaku to leave Chelsea and go to Juventus, Mm -hmm. where he will be stoned to death by Inter fans. And (laughs) then... Harry Kane might go to... Also, What's PSG? happening with Harry, by the way? What's the latest? Well, his wife's looking at houses in Munich. So <laughs> maybe the Bayern no. Munich no? thing. Okay. But there's also Sadio who's rumored to be also going to Saudi. Mane. Well, Mane is going to go to Saudi. I want him I to think, go to Saudi. Why? I still think there's still legs in him. Maybe a season or two. Yes, I know he, he thinks to- that, but Bayern don't think that. Mm, okay. Can I tell you why? I think Sergio Mane has done well for himself. He's won Champions League with Liverpool, won the league, won the league now with Bayern, even though they don't acknowledge him as as one of their contributors in a way. And delay Jolly vibes. You get what I mean? So I feel like, I mean, Saudi for Mane will make sense in a will make, fin- will make financial sense. Because Mane is is a big boy in Senegal. He helps community. He builds stuff for Senegal. Yeah, That's true. So so for me, if Mane goes to Saudi, it's 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 a big win for Senegal for me. So, yeah. so then, which begs the question, right? What is a good age to say, "Yo, I've done what I've done"? Like Mbappe, Mbappe is still a kid for him yeah. to go to Saudi. Yeah, yeah. yeah, doesn't make sense. Yeah. If Saudi tomorrow, Al-Hilal and it's not a poor kid, Al Nassar or Al Watwat comes mm-hmm. in for a Trent Alexander Arnold, for instance, or Bukayo Saka, for instance, and mm. say, "Yo, we're gonna give you two hundred bar." Must they take it? Yeah, no, it's a tough one. You know, for my selfish reason, when, like I explained, you know, yeah. but yeah, he's only 31. You know, coming to think of it, I think I must still want him to play another two or three seasons in EPL. I'm just giving an example. I know I'm I'm backtracking from what I said earlier, but at 31, he's still got a lot to offer at highest level, you know. So the age, I'm saying 35. I mean, you had... Uh, I think Zlatan it depends on the player. Okay. Yeah. You had a Zlatan who retired at 41, right? Well, Ibramovic. Yes. Yeah. You had, um, but he's not human. Yeah, he's a liar. He's a, he's a <laughs> he you know. super saiyan. You had um, uh, Gigi Buffon who played past 40. Goalkeeper can go Goalkeeper long. Goalkeeper doesn't count. Goalkeepers can go forever. But attackers, is you lose your pace, mm-hmm. especially as quick attackers. 
Any it's more prone point. to injury? But let's talk about Saudi League quickly before we move on. Yeah. Al Nasser, Cristiano Ronaldo's club. Mm-hmm. Just signed Alex Telles, who he's, I he's, think he's. is a very good left back from Manchester United. Mm-hmm. Man United, obviously, Alex Telles didn't suit Ten Hag's style. He sent him on loan last season already where he won the Europa League. Um, he has now moved to Al Nassar. Mm-hmm. How's this for a lineup for them? A few, just a few names: mm. Cristiano Ronaldo, mm. Marcelo Brozovic, mm-hmm. Seko Fofana. Yes, yes, he from signed. Inter. He signed yes. for Al Nassar, yep. and he was the one I picked out for the Champions League final. If you remember, oh yeah, he was so the one that was I good. said was the top player in the final. Mm-hmm. Okay, Seko Fofana, Anderson Teleska. For fun and, and David Ospina. And now Ospina Alex was Telles. at Napoli, right? I believe so. Because he left Arsenal, went to Italy. Yes, he was at Napoli. Yes. So, how's that already looking for a side, the one who's rumored to be putting in the bid for Sadio Mane? Insane. You're not joining a bad football team. Yeah. You're not joining the greatest league in the world and you're not going to play Champions League and whatever, but you're going to make a lot of money playing in a very good football side. So essentially what you're saying is if tomorrow teams in Lesotho start having money, I don't know from where, all our top <laughs> players, the Tembas, one is of this world, the Antile Jalis, the... Shalolilas and everyone. Can I answer that for you? The Vincent Pules, please answer. 100% yes. <laughs> <laughs> Follow the money. Go. But, okay, so here, here's my argument or here's my, my gripe. Yes, I know money is important, but... Why does it seem like, and, and, and a lot of people were, were, were coming at me earlier today on Twitter when I actually mentioned that I think the Saudis are actually ruining football. Ruining I'll come football? for you. You need to say Saudis and MLS. If you put them together, <laughs> I'll agree with you. <laughs> no. You can't, you can't go okay, for the, you you can't go for the Saudis. You, have, you, you can. You MLS can. signs one big player is... Nah, and not man. for any money. And yeah, they don't change the wage structure of the world. They don't change well, the that value what you of call players. The DP rule, the DP rule it's, or the David Beckham rule allows them to sign three players over and above the salary cap. So how many teams? 10, 10. How many players do the Mets? It's a lot of players that they can attract in big money. But they're not doing it. They're not ruining. Yes, they're, they're not, not able ruined. to compete with European football wages. They're not able to do any yes. of that. But Saudi is now killing the wage ability. I mean... Why uh, are we opposed to that? Good Why? question. Because it ruins football. It, how how so? does it ruin from, football? No, from, from, from a... From a from a from a um, 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 a purist a purist perspective, yeah, you figured. are westernized. Yeah. Let me tell you that it's a purist, and you it's, don't. It's a western, that's true. We are westernized, yeah. but yeah. when let me tell you why it ruins football. It ruins football because we believe in clubs that need to be self sufficient. That clubs need to be able to pay themselves because it allows teams like Bournemouth to be in the Premier League. Mm-hmm. It allows teams like Brighton to succeed in the Premier League. This is the key. Not that we're worried about Man United losing out on their players. Not that we're worried about Chelsea and things. Mm-hmm. We're worried about the efficacy of the best leagues in the world and their ability for smaller sides who are self-sufficient to do the right things, do the academies right, bring in the right players, bring in the right coaches in an affordable manner that, change, that uplifts individual sides. And that is why I dislike outrageous money coming in 
and a non-sustainable business model brought into football that then changes the value of the entire market. So I'm going to throw it to SuperSub as well, right? And Tepi will most likely agree with me, I hope. Um, a lot of people have gone around saying that Sundowns is ruining the, the At local some point, league. yeah. It's been... uh, I, I don't agree with that. But they're self-sufficient. They're, they're not spending more money than the club earns. I mean, they have long money also. Look, the league, what? I mean, winning the league is what, 10 bar? I mean, Every competition they win, the owner just says, oh yeah, the team, share it, share it amongst yourselves, kind of thing. Yeah. So to a degree, one can argue that like locally, you have a situation where Sundowns is also ruining the league. Valid yeah. point. Look, for me, it's just, um, football does not belong to anyone. You know, and the Saudis are it just belongs moving. to the fans. Yeah, look, mm. uh, I'm talking about the commercial side of things now. Like, I feel like league, top leagues in Europe, they will feel threatened by um, Saudi because Saudi is taking away the commercial value that football brings. You understand what I mean, Len? I feel like they feel like Saudi is taking a lot from the commercial value. I don't know how to explain it, but I feel like... The, there's nothing that the Saudis are doing that United were, were not doing, that Real Madrid are not doing. Real Madrid are always buying best players. Why is it okay They're for Real Madrid? They're not paying 300 million. No, but what is it, why is it okay? Bournemouth is not pay, is, cannot afford the, the same amount that Real Madrid spends. Yeah, so I agree with you. It's not fair. But, and then the financial fair play rules come into play to stop people from coming in and changing football rather than like teams that can generate revenue because they're a historical legacy club, like Real they're, Madrid. They're still so generating people buy money. shirts, they yeah. generate money, so they can spend more than anyone. So effectively, I think what is happening or what the Saudi league is doing is what whoever it is that had the vision, uh, Florentino Perez, uh, Florentino Perez mm. uh, when he was... Scheming with the Super League. I was mm. going to say this. That was that also would have ruined football. You know, it, 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 we, we were up in arms about the Super League. No, for sure. And so the, the Saudi is creating a little mini Super League, league there. An elite something. You know, yeah. And, yeah. And, and, yeah. All, and the problem is it's all funded by the same people and they're choosing which club to you put exactly. your player from in. A, from, from a in, footballing perspective, yes. It's yeah. like your major that, league that league, soccer gripe about all they the can clubs buy all paying the pl- for Messi. But one thing that I can say, they can buy all the players. It's never going to be like EPL. That's true. You say never. You say never. Live, say never. Well, live golf. Live golf. Live golf is a good example. Yes. Well, let's see how long it lasts. Yes. So look at it this way, right? Um, and, and, and I'm not saying this in a bad way. Like the IPL actually ruined test cricket. Did they? Because that model has been adopted elsewhere as well. So there's Americans who have got, got, now they also have like a T20 competition. There's a T20 in the Caribbean. There's obviously the IPL. We also have uh, the SA20. That's what I'm saying. The model has been adopted elsewhere. But test cricket is not played as often as it was because the purity of cricket. And the excitement that comes. Okay, but who ruined test cricket isn't the IPL and T20 and stuff. It was how boring test cricket is. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, it's boring. <laughs> it's boring. You made something better. We want to watch the thing that's better. <laughs> Marco, from a purist perspective, test cricket is not boring. boring. <laughs> <laughs> but I think more than anything, I don't think there really are 
um, destroying or damaging. They're just disrupting the market. And sometimes you need something like that. For sure. They're disrupting. Uh, I'm angry. I don't want it. I, lo- even- I want Mitrovic in the Premier League. I want St. Maximan in the Premier League. Exactly. I'm not talking about Ronaldo. His career is finished. Because you love the Premier League and there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. But the Saudi League, it's attracting the best for their people. Are you going to watch it? No, I, I don't care about Saudi League. I don't care about MLS. My stance does not mean I'm going to watch them. Leave MLS out of this. Like, What's your beef with MLS, bro? Because it's, it's, it's a useless league. <laughs> so it's a Saudi league? Yeah, I agree with you. But that doesn't mean they're wrong in disrupting the, you know, the status quo. Um, the format of the IPL, right? Uh, in India, they tried to have this Super League type vibes thing. It didn't really, like... Do not take off the yeah. way it should be. But maybe what that's the case. What are doing? They're just the disabling thing. the status quo. Can, that's what I'm saying. I mm, mean, that might okay. be the same case with Saudi. Let's see how what happens. Ballers, here comes conspiracy theory time. I think what's happening is the Saudi Arabian government fears for their financial stability in the future due to people using less oil in their motor cars and things. Electric mm-hmm. cars. Electric cars are a threat to the financial viability of Saudi Arabia. The rulers of that nation now want to create a sustainable future business model for themselves. So they're using the wealth they currently have in the oil market to do sports investment washing, to create Saudi Arabia as a major sports franchise place for entertainment in general. You will find them buying sports like wrestling and they will buy UFC and more boxing fights. They actually want tennis as well. There you go. This is what they want to do. Ballers. If you want your sport to be pure, buy a V8, use lots of petrol. (laughs) (laughs) Pollute the planet. (laughs) That is probably the thing I've heard today. It it might not be a conspiracy. It makes financial sense also. No, Marco is right. Um, I think the the Saudis are literally like, they they, they, they sport white. I mean, that's how Dubai started actually because they were running out of oil as well. They they made it a tourist destination. And a business uh, attracting major businesses to come there and pay no taxes. And and money launderers. There we go. I mean, most nations, I mean, oh, every sorry. nation needs to have a go-to, right? <laughs> no, we did not say that. Did you? Don't talk about Dubai. <laughs> Do I'll talk about Saudi because I don't fly Saudi Air. <laughs> but one day I might fly Emirates. Then you stop over in Dubai. Hey, Len, you criticize Dubai. And that time. <laughs> Emirates. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys, we, I, I feel like oh, we need to take a banana. Very important. Jeez, um, man, I was very disappointed uh, yesterday. Disappointed? I was disappointed. Why? Um, With the quality of the performance or the result? I felt we scored a goal and sent back. We were very... Our approach to the game was a very... It was very defensive. It was... Yeah. It was not, we were definitely defensive. It was, not, it, was not a, it was not a positive performance. What do you do when you're going to play number three in the world? Don't look at it as number three in the world. It's 11 v 11. But be realistic also. So you're criticizing tactically. I mean, the results speak. It's easy to say afterwards, right? Mm. After the result comes in, you're like, we should have done this. Hindsight is 2020. But I agree. But Banyana won the CAF champions, the African Cup of Nations. Sorry. Yes. Yeah. Women's playing yes. brave. Mm. Wefcon. They were mm. not brave against Sweden. That's the thing. That's the thing. There were bra- and I, that's the that's what I'm saying. I agree with is the bravery 
they were very brave against the good Morocco side in a very threatening environment in the final. Yeah, but Morocco got yeah. big. Yeah, they got hammered. Yeah. hammered. But that's what I'm saying is there was no sitting back. Yeah. yeah. It was on all the time, pace, counterattack, lots of transition. So why any different for Sweden? I agree. Yeah, and I mean, I mean, the coach also did mention that when it came to transitions, they really did struggle. But also, the one thing that we lack um, as South Africans, I guess, is height. And, mm. you know, there were many aerial balls and they struggle with that department. So, and it's, there's nothing we can do when it comes to... But play to your strengths. Mm. Play the ball on the ground. Yeah. Don't, don't do aerial balls. Yeah. Yes, and the manner in which we concede, because... I mean, we could see our goalkeeper was struggling with set pieces. Sure. And also, why you have Swart in goal as opposed to Andy? Mm. Yeah, look, I mean, game plan. You, I mean, Sudan plays carpet football. We know, right? You know, but first half, they couldn't play their own football. They started to 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 see the, our weakness, which was aerial balls. And we don't have the physicality to match them. Yeah. You know, and also our players, you realize that, you know, these people are playing to your weaknesses and you go away and give all those corners because we're just giving um, set pieces mm-hmm. like they're getting out of fashion. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we lost the game there because we almost had the game. And and Tembi was brilliant. I love her. She was brilliant. But geez, at some point she was very selfish. I so feel like, yes, there were instances where all she needed to do was just look up and cross the ball. It is in the back of the net. We two nil up. Sweden is under under pressure now. You know, we almost had that game. And I think going to the next game, we really, really need to be disciplined and play for each other. Okay, yeah. let's yeah, think positively. Let's Definitely. look at the next game. Argentina. It's um, going to be challenging because Argentina also lost their match. So they're going to come yeah, they in. They're wanting to Italy. make sure that you know, they have at least three points, maximum points. So it's going to be a bit challenge for us. So I think, yeah, from a positive standpoint, goal difference might be affected. It wasn't a big loss against Sweden, who's yeah. one of the top three sides in the world. There's still two games left in the tournament. They can go on and win two games. They really can. Yeah, so Spendy did in 2010, so. some are referencing. So look, look at it this way, right? I, 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 the notion of a team that's ranked at a certain level in the world Remember in 97, I think it was, uh, after we won the AFCON mm-hmm. and we played, I think, a Brazil side that was like top five in the world. Mm. And we actually went pound for pound with them. Um, the Bebeto match where he scored the winning goal where Dr. Kumolo was mm. subbed by Clive Barker. We went toe-to-toe with the, one of the best teams in the world. So did we play the occasion or... Did we get played out of the occasion? Did the girls go in thinking, ah, Sweden is ranked third in the world? Yeah, and Uh, confidence also is a contributing factor. And I don't think our girls are as confident yet. And unfortunately, there's really no time, you know, for you to get your confidence in check. But I agree with Tepi there. And and let's be honest, first games are tricky, guys. Spain in 2010, Spain was the best team in 2010. They lost their first game. You know, they went on to win the World Cup. I'm not saying Vanyana will emulate that. I'm just saying it's, no, it's, they might. it's possible. It's, yeah. You know what I mean? So first games are always tricky, Argentina you know. Argentina also lost their first game, right? Yeah. Yes, they did. Yeah. yeah. In 28. No, I mean, sorry, in last year, not 2018. Yeah, they yeah. So two. for me, they are, they are positive. They lost against Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they lost against Saudi which, which Gee, never that's, where, that's where the sports washing started. <laughs> yeah, but it was also quite exciting. Sometimes it gets monotonous when you have the regular guys win the you know typical matches. So, but you've got a case of the USA. We know, like yeah. they will beast. We've yeah. got uh, 
England, they will be. Definitely. Brazil, already bursting. Um, Japan. Spain, Japan. Japan, yep. you know what they did to Zambia. Oh, yeah. I think Zambia. Oh, you look, yeah, man. So I watched that, that was game. Like, oh, yeah. I was like, what is, I mean, you know what? I'm like, how did Zambia even qualify? You know? I mean, if if a Japanese goalkeeper went with a novel in that game, by the end of 90 minutes, you would have done reading that that book. There were no way. Yep. But the same Zambia was actually able to beat... It was actually 5-0. Germany. Hey, man, in I don't, one of the warm-up games. Uh, in fact, one of the warm-up games that we were offered, but because of... Yeah. Nazarek there. Again. Safa there. Is it, is, is it a first game thing with our African teams? Because they seem to be battling, you know what I mean? It should not even be that. And we can't make excuses at this point, at this level. I mean, if we are the reigning champions of Africa, honey, we have no space for, you know, first game jitters and the like. Like Morocco did in the World Cup last year. Mm. Morocco showed up. Yeah. Mm. Mm. But, All the way. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, look, I think coming to the Vanyana game, I think there are some positive to take out of that game. You know, is there? Sorry to 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 come in the uh, when uh, super sub super sub. Mm. All the administrative nonsense that happened prior to the girls leaving. Do you think somehow, some way, in a way, contributed to the levels of confidence and the show up that they were supposed to? Definitely. And I mean, the coach can only do so much. Desiree, I'm sure, spends, uh, you know, a large amount of her time trying to make sure that they are okay here because football really is here, right? But certain things will affect you, especially if these things also pertain to money and money means that Mm -hmm. you are not rating me. We're going back to money. Why, Bona? Today's episode is You're not rating me. Yeah, so. from Saudi to Banyana. Money okay. doesn't go around. I want to mention two more things when we speak women's football. Number mm. one, congratulations to the New Zealand women's side who played in front of a record crowd for either men's or women's football in uh, New Zealand. At Eden Park. At 42,000, I think, the crowd was. Congratulations yeah. and well done to the fans cool. for going to support their girls it's an incredible achievement for women's football and congratulations to them. And we're all very proud of women's football growing in the world of football in the way that it is. That brings me to point number two. The country that has supported women's football has never called it football once ever. Soccer. Soccer <laughs> USA. And I'm going to ask Super Soccer. Sub here. Should we not be grateful to the USA for what they've contributed to the world of football? Because we're all very grateful to the world of football in general, actually, I think. Okay, let's hear. Let me just say, South America has been celebrated for their contribution to football. Of course, you look at Brazil, Argentina, Europe, of course, Mm -hmm. the creators of of modern football, of modern football and the rules and formalized football. Mm -hmm. Okay, Europeans. Asia, not celebrated at all for their contributions to football, which maybe are very minor. Mm -hmm. You know, we're grateful for song. Yeah. You know, Africa has been celebrated in a way for their contributions to football and they are constantly celebrated, even though uh, African countries are butchered for their talent all the time and they get recruited. African players get recruited for European sides and things like that. France, for example. Belgium. But the United States 
obviously must be celebrated most of all for their contribution to women's soccer. They all agree with you. I mean, they make uh, women's football fashionable. True. You know, I they mean... Were, they were the first country to actually get the men's and the women's at national team level to actually be paid the same amount of money. I'm not sure about that. Yes. But, um, that one, ballers can come for me. I know for that. <laughs> I want to check that out. Yeah. yeah, look, and for me, I mean... Girls there, you know, I mean, girls from a young age, they're playing uh, uh, football. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they call it soccer. Yeah. Soccer. Yeah, girls' soccer know. is po- it's a popular sport. So from that sport point of girls. view, yes. uh, you know, I'll give them credit. Yeah, because, I mean, obviously boys sort of prioritize their... Football, their basketball, basketball. So maybe so, it's a default. Yeah, women and women are encouraged yeah, I mean, to play netball. soccer as a mm. sport. They don't really have hockey like that, so mm. I think yeah, is there netball soccer in the is soccer is there. There's every sport everywhere, yeah, but it's probably but I mean, just it's not, not popular. popular. Okay, mm. but what I'm saying is, there are good players who come out of North America. North America invests a lot of money into the sport who of was football. Was a guy who played for Fulham, and uh, yes, uh, Donovan. Landon, Landon Donovan, Donovan was a Dempsey. Good player. Dempsey as well. There's Clint Dempsey, Dempsey as well. That's right. There was that guy who played for um, 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 Sunderland, the black guy. What's his name? Um, striker. Uh, something with an O. Altidore or something. Uh, Altidore, Altidore, Jose Altidore. Altidore. Yes. Um, so there's been um, the goalkeeper as well, and um, then Alfonso Davis from oh, Canada. Tim Howard. Mm. Tim you know, Howard so as well. Yes. Uh, yeah, because I mean, know a lot Brad, of like Brad American Friedel. footballer for somebody who doesn't like yeah. MLS. Brad Friedel was a great Brad goalkeeper. Brad Friedel, yes, uh, as well. Wasn't he at Chelsea at some point? Uh, he was at Blackburn for a very long time. Blackburn Rovers. Oh, I could He was at Blackburn yeah. for a really long time while Blackburn were quite a successful mm. Premier League side. And Dempsey was Dempsey was a baller, yeah. Yeah. Clint Dempsey was, was a good yeah, baller. He was a he was a proper proper boy. So if you look at the USA, right, and I mean, they played in last year's World Cup, right? Mm. They played in 2018, and they were good mm-hmm. competitive sides. Yes. Mm-hmm. And they played in 2014, in 2010 as well. I remember watching a USA game yes. at Pretoria. Yep, they were here in 2006. So like literally, yes, they compete against Jamaica and Canada when they have to qualify in. What's what's that? What's that? Conquer, yeah. The one with the with the with the with the what's his name? Mm, your friend. <laughs> <laughs> I just forgot his name. Mm. But like, yeah. So they, they 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 we we must give them credit. And I don't. And, and you're right, Mark. I don't think they get the credit that they deserve. Yeah, I think they sort of made fun of by by football fans from from Europe, South America. And Africa, because it's not their priority sport. It's not their primary idea from from Super Sub. Maybe <laughs> maybe we should end the you know podcast what, guys? with maybe, an apology. Maybe, maybe bowlers need to donate for me to go to watch an MLS game. You know what I mean? Maybe I'll change my mind when <laughs> so I come back. So you want donations now. Just wake up at 3 a.m. <laughs> and watch it. And watch it. Nah, bro. I'd, anyway. Okay, I want to close this off. We we sort of skimmed over PSL and we skimmed over a few things and there's very important <laughs> signings happening yes. that you are up to date with Super Sub. What's it, going on? The most interesting one is um, for me, obviously, because this is close to home and we always talk about how um, South America, I mean, South African, like, uh, what, Kosafa, Kosafa players never really, like, make it in in, yeah. in, in EPL. So mm. latest, I mean, um, Marvelous uh, Nakamba mm. 
He's from Zimbabwe. Right? He's from Zimbabwe. Yes. yes. The marvelous gave it away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want your shovel yet? <laughs> you I know, it's it, it's John Luton Town. Yeah. On a permanent deal. Yeah. He did very well for them when he joined them on loan, and that's the reason why they decided to even retain him. Yep. He was excellent. Well the done. The interesting to him. bit about it is you get Zambian players, Zimbabwe players. Mm. Despite the rankings, mm. them actually going to play for Premier League teams, but our players have to go through a back door and then go to Belgium or France before they actually go to the Premier League. There must be a connection. We did see it. We did see it with uh, Percy Tau, yes. where um, he signed for Brighton. And maybe Brighton was the wrong team to sign for because mm. they had so much quality in the side that he then had to go on loan elsewhere because maybe if he was at Luton Town, he would have caught more games because Brighton had have a just ending, never-ending conveyor belt of talent coming mm. through that side. Because remember, we used to we used to hate um, what's his name? He signed for Arsenal now. Um, hate. No, man. We like just like yeah, yeah. This guy must go out so that place he can play. What's his name, man? Um, the player that we signed from Brighton. Um, oh, the one that scored uh, against Man uh, scored an on goal against uh, Manchester City. Yes. Oh, he just made an error. What's his name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, while you think of the guy. Oh, yes. Okay, I'm from Belgium. The left winger. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, (laughs) Oh, flipping out. What's his name, man? Ah, jeez. Okay, but another big shout out. Um, Michali Mayambela. Oh, yes. I was Michali. I was going to hit Michali. Michali, oh, no. Wrong podcast. (laughs) (laughs) No, we're not talking. It's late, yeah. Anyway, but he is slaying also. Shout out to him. He's and the, those well of you who are watching and screaming Trossard at the screen, that's Trossard. It's Trossard. Trossard, yeah. Oh, Trossard, yes. Well done. Shout like, out to yeah, him. Trossard, you must be benched. For Pesit For Pesital. But like, I mean, if you compare the quality of yeah, Trossard, he's a great player. Different. Apples and oranges. Yeah. So yeah, Mayambela, shout out to him. He's playing in Cyprus. He actually helped his team promote to get promoted to the Super League. So shout out to him. And he's... He's doing good things. And he's a young, young, young man. Well done. So he's shout Mark's out to him. brother, right? Yebu. Mark yeah, Mayambela's brother. Yeah, yeah. So, hey, he was a yeah. baller, that one. Hey? So, like, these obscure leagues, sorry to call them obscure, but it they really obscure. are. Like, mm. it was Cyprus, Bolinchenstein, mm. and... Is Cyprus not the Greek Super League? No, it's Cypric. I'll tell you now. Uh. It's got a name. It's like, okay, well, Greece is not too bad. Yeah, Greece is the Olympiacos. Yeah, Nassif Morris played for Panakiots. Panathiaikos. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Turkey is not too bad. Um, we had a couple of our players, actually. Yeah, we've, uh, we've mentioned them in the show, yeah. yes. Uh, obviously, the Premier League, uh, Serie A. Listen, I had a friend from here who was a top, top player when I was a kid. Yeah. He was he stood out. He was far better than all George of us. Montarakis. No. Oh. And he he went on trial at Olympiacos. Yeah. Oh. He went on trial in Olympiacos. And while he was there on trial, he picked up a ball that the first team had kicked over. And there stands Rivaldo. <laughs> standing there. Rivaldo, the Rivaldo. The Brazilian. So the Brazilian legend. Okay, at the end of his career. But it shows you the Greek league is not a joke. Yeah. No. Yeah, it's Cypriot League. Cypriot League. Okay. Okay. Is it worth playing in those leagues or not? Yeah, it could be a good it's a great to you. getaway because I hear that because I have been promoted, he might be he might get a stint in Champions League. You see? So it's a gateway to yeah. like look at how Pesitao ended up at Brighton. No, but that was through the Belgian league though. Yeah, well, Belgian. Well, yeah, no, 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 no. I'm not didn't saying it's Percy, bad. Didn't Percy sign straight from 
uh, DSTV Premiership to Brighton so and then, then went on oh, loan, was on loan yes. to the, to yes, the Belgian League. He could not get uh, into the, a game in the... Work permit. He couldn't get a work that's permit. That's right. Because he hadn't played enough international yes. games. And by Bafana's rankings did also yes, did not help. allow him yeah. to. He would have had to play another seven internationals. And I read time. somewhere that is scrapped, eh? What, that rule? Yeah. Well, not even here for South African League. Like, even if you want to play for DSTV Premiership, you have to, as a foreigner, you have to, to get a work permit, you have to have played a certain number of games for your country. Like, yeah, but by United... Yes. Uh, I'm talking about the... <laughs> <laughs> I saw that, and they did say that you have to have played yeah. a certain amount of matches. Yeah. Even thingy, um, 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 there was an hey, issue... Get, get your jobs in the <laughs> DSTV Premiership on LinkedIn. <laughs> Send a CV. Uh, that was the first day. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I was pleasantly it. surprised. I was like, oh, okay. Hey, um, and them, the guys that are at the uh, Township Brawlers, yeah. they, there was an issue with them having to have played a certain number of games for the national team for them to be allowed to sign for for, 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 for Rollers in Botswana. Yes, but I think what is grabbed is the ranking. Oh, the ranking. It's with, just the number of games for your country. Yes. Okay. We can check that. There, if, it doesn't matter what is your ranking anymore with okay. EPL. Another player, another African player, London Pirates, is really wanting to get him in their box. Um, Omala, I believe, Benson Omala, coming from Tanzania. Oh, yeah, he's One done of the well. top goal scorers in his respective league. And London Pirates needs him. And the story is that they need him because... Um, they are going to be part of CAF, obviously, because they finished second. And they need a person who's going to be able to score goals. Thoughts? Yeah, no. I mean, if somebody can score 26 plus goals a yep. season. Who in which yeah. league? In Kenya. Uh, it does not matter. Kenya Premier League. Uh, man, we haven't done 20 in a while. Eh? We yeah, no. Shandile did it, uh, you know, recently. No, so. combined. Why well, now you are talking about net combined competition. I'm talking about in the league. Yes, uh, no, what no, I'm no, saying but is... I don't know if we expect It does not matter. If you can score 20 goals combined, it's it's a good return. If you, are playing, if you are playing professional football and you score 25 plus goals... You are worth it to look You're at. Excellent. Marcus Rashford celebrated for exactly this reason. The first well. Man United player to score 20 exactly. something goals since Cristiano Ronaldo in a season. Yeah. So it is. It's uh, an accomplishment. Really? Yes. Well, anyway, Halad will look at that and be like, really? Ooh, Guys, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it's not human. And Robert will look at that and be like, really? How many Mo are there? Salah will look at that and be like, Yeah, really? I mean, our top goal scorer last season was and be um, like, 12 really? points. I mean, 12, yeah, there 12. We go. And so, what's a good average for a striker to have in a season? 25 plus. If you can have a return in any league in the world, if you can have a return of one goal for every two games played. On average, okay. That is an incredible return. So in the, in and the, how many goal, How many matches do we, do we have in a season? Uh, so locally, locally it's 30. Mm-hmm. Premier League is 38. So, so we're looking at 17, 18 goals? Majority of top can, leagues is 38 in, in they've Europe. Because they've got 20 teams. Yeah. They've got 20 teams, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think that in terms of league goals, if you can score one goal every second game on average, that's an incredible return. Mm-hmm. Uh, even if you include outside competitions, etc., that is a top return and you're considered a top striker if you're able to... That's 15, eh? 15 Local. in locally. Mm. And in like Premier League, it would mean uh, 19, 18, 19, 18, 19, 19 which is a very good return of league goals. Uh, and then obviously the really, really top boys who have blown it out the water. We look at Luis Suarez mm. and players like that and Ruth Van Nistelrooy 
Okay. We look at Robin van Persie, players Jerry who have Henry. scored mm-hmm. 30 goals in that? a season. Which van Persie, Arsenal or Man United van Persie? Both, the same one. Okay. The one that we took from you when he was great and we kept him great for one year, then ruined his life. That one. Okay. <laughs> I don't even know. But the, these, are, these, are the, these are the sort of stats. Is It's outrageous if you're scoring over the 18 or 19 mm-hmm. average. Uh, in a season, then you really top, top players like Suarez, like uh, Edinson Cavani's of the world in terms of his returns in in France and Italy. He, you was, know? he was deadly for PSG though. He was deadly for Napoli before as well. Yes, because that's where Napoli actually yes. got him from. Yeah, uh, yeah. Before, before that's where PSG got him from. Yes. And his partnership with Marek Hamsik at the time was incredible. Yes. So anyway, guys... It's been real. It's been Thank real. you so much, Tepi. Thank you for Sorry. joining us once again. Thank you for having Tepi me. Tepi Worldwide, Len Moleko. He Follow. behaved today. Did you notice 